You are Locked On the NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome to the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am Matt Williamson, former NFL scout, former college scout, recruiting assistant, director of football ops at Akron. Um, I was at ESPN for 10 years. I have another podcast I urge you to check out, Dynasty Blueprint. I mention that now because Evan Silva stopped by to talk about, from a fantasy perspective, with Ryan McDowell and myself, um, about the rookie ranks, the top guys you know, for your fantasy drafts. Check that out. Uh, I think you'll like it. Evan always brings good stuff. I'm going to get him on this show at one point. Um, quick show notes before we get into the NFC North recap. I mentioned Wednesday, I guess it was, that I have an odd schedule coming up. I am totally out of pocket Monday, Tuesday, better part of Wednesday. I'm taking my son on his sixth grade field trip that they do, sixth graders do in our community. And there honestly is like no internet or civilization. So I'm getting this podcast to you as usual on Friday. I'm going to do at least one more over the weekend, maybe another just buzzing through these divisions to make up for a Monday, Tuesday, um, not being able to do it. And I'm going to get in touch um, with my guests next week, of course, to figure out what we can do with them. I assume Sando will be fine still for Thursday. That won't affect things. But I'm going to try to get you, at most, I'm going to short your one podcast. That is the bottom line. But it might just come at, in different times than you're used to when you download. So, so make sure you go to iTunes and subscribe. Uh, make sure you don't miss anything. Leave me a review while you're there. And let's dig into the Vikings right away. And sometimes, you know, a lot of us get caught up in these mocks and these ranks and all these things. But sometimes you need to be smart and just look at the draft through each team's eyes. And I'm sure people out there were saying, Garrett Bradbury's not the 18th best player in this draft. He's a center, and you know you can't take him that early. Yeah, but if you're installing a Kubiak offense and you need movement-based guys and the value of a center year after year that's a high-end player and talent is so valuable and exactly what this team needs. It doesn't matter if it's at 18 or 28 or 12. You know, I mean, that's exactly what they needed. So I bet they're doing cartwheels. I'm sure he was very high on their board. And you got to remember, when these draft Knicks, Mel and Todd and all these dudes, and so many of them do great work, when they're building their big boards or whatever, it's not, it's through 32 different, you know, eyes or a very general broad way of looking at things as opposed to just looking through this with purple vision you have Bradbury really high on your list and I hate this I, I always use everyone always uses this this terminology and I hate when it comes out of my mouth but he just has that look of a 10-year starter and six-time pro bowler you know what I mean and I know the world doesn't work that way but that's exactly what they need the scheme fit is perfect I mean what what more could you want and to further bolster the offense, for now and probably more so for the future, Irv Smith from Alabama goes 50th overall in the second round. Certainly different than Rudolph, who's really expensive, not guaranteed to be on the team, could get traded, could get cut for cap reasons, um, very well could not be back after this year. Smith is more of a movement-based player, maybe a little bit 
hints of what LeCron Treadwell has not given you with a lot of position versatility. But he'll block. I mean, he's a tough dude from Bama. Um, I think he's going to be a really good player for them, too. And they really have needed another weapon of sorts. And Rudolph's just a slow plotter at this point. I know he's a brand-name guy, but um, he shouldn't stand in the way for long. A player that I didn't really know much about until I started digging into Matt Waldman's rookie portfolio, and I urge you to check that out, too. The the new post-draft version just hit, is Alexander Madison. I end up sort of watching him after hearing what Waldman had to say about him, and I agreed. He's a really good player, and he isn't the great 40 guy, but that's okay. I mean, an underrated need on this Vikings team was... I know Murray's not the greatest, but he's now in New Orleans. How do you trust, you know, Cook to stay healthy? You think he's played under 50% of the games that he possibly could at the NFL level? Love Cook, but you need a guy. And I think Madison has workhorse-like skills. Great. You know, I mean, uh, that's a quality pickup. Maybe it's a little early at 102, but, I mean, I, I got no qualms with tough guy, Good fit, good zone runner, which is what they're implying in installing here. And, I mean, there's, you know, it's a need. And I got to be honest, some of these running backs, a lot of third rounders were a little earlier than I thought. I thought that the NFL may have cooled a little bit on investing in running backs, and they went collectively higher than I thought. Keeping up with the, the the whole pace, I mean, this is a fourth offensive player in a row. Drew Samia, guard from Oklahoma, is also a good scheme fit. Interior of the O-line, really the entire O-line, with the probable exception of right tackle, needed addressed. Again, bring in two guys, both of them. Bradbury absolutely will start. I think, you know, Samia may or may not, but there's not a lot in his way, uh, especially when you factor in the scheme fits. Um, fifth and sixth round, they added bodies for sure, you know, Cameron Smith, Amon, Armand Watts, he's kind of a brand-name guy from Arkansas, Marcus Epps, and a guy's name I can't pronounce, Uda, a tackle from Elon, I know he's a project, that's about all I know from him, but great, take, take all the tackle projects you can, Vikes. But those other three guys are depth players at linebacker, D-tackle, safety, needed, I mean, they're, Smith and Epps will be big-time special teamers. Two of their seventh-rounders I like, though, are Chris Boyd from Texas, a corner, and Dylan Mitchell, a wide receiver from Oregon. Don't be surprised if Dylan Mitchell makes an impact, even in his rookie year. Um, they, they closed it out with a long snapper cutting, and before him they took Johnson, a wide receiver from Colorado State. But Boyd and Mitchell are interesting, talented guys, and that receiver depth chart, kind of like they talked about at running back for the Vikes, and I guess tight end going into this draft, was pretty suspect. So... They added some skill guys in Smith, Madison, and I'm going to include Mitchell in that group, even though he was the, what, 239th player overall. Uh, We're going to come back and chat Packers and Bears here in a moment. I was a little suspect when the Packers turned in their card at 12 overall for Rashawn Gary. Because I know he's a five-star super recruit and uh, tested out of this world, and he's huge as an edge player. Super fast and all the traits you look for. I'm not sure he's good at football. I mean, for a 12th overall pick type of guy. That being said, again, think about the Packers. Their defensive system is a little bit more fly by the seat of your pants, wreak havoc as as opposed to 
being very assignment sound. You know, like they just want mayhem in a way. And I know they just signed Smith and Smith on the outside. And those guys obviously are going to play prominent roles. And it allows you to bring Gary along slower because of that. But I also think, okay, well, if you're going to have those two on the outside, Gary and Daniels on the inside on passing downs, that's a lot to deal with. (laughs) You know, I mean, so situationally and for this team, I like this fit. I mean, he's not my 12th favorite player in the draft for sure, but that fit makes a lot of sense. I thought for sure we're going to see receiver, tight end, receiver, tight end with this next first round pick and the second didn't, but they got guys I like. Darnell Savage. I mean, you talk about this defense might be the most improved defense in the league. He's more free safety, and Amos is going to be more strong. But Savage can come down and play the slot. He can be in the box. He's fast, and he plays at least as fast as he times, which is really saying something. This is a hair-on-fire, smaller, Palomalu type of presence out there, just flying around the field. Um, Jones, the safety, will probably play more linebacker. I'm sure you'll see three safeties on the field a lot, all with varying skill sets. So at 21, this was a guy that's getting a lot of buzz before the draft. I like it a lot. I just was shocked that, man, when are you going to get Aaron Rodgers a pass catcher? Then they go out and get Aaron Rodgers a blocker. Elton Jenkins from Mississippi State, center, guard. Um, Not sure that he'll factor in right this minute. There's some moving and shuffling around, I think, in the coming year or so. I don't think Balaga is probably long for this world. They could bump people outside. Spriggs is still in the mix. But Jenkins, I think, will somewhere factor in as a starter sooner than later on the interior. Could be center. Could be either guard spot. Really good player. um, High-quality prospect. But what's funny is I probably would have taken Jay Sternberger at 44. Like... And they take him at 75, and I mentioned that Evan was on our Dynasty Blueprint show last night, and I didn't get a chance to, just the time went so fast, but that's the guy I want on my fantasy team. I think Sternberger is going to light it up, maybe not as a rookie, but I think he is exactly the long-term, productive, highly athletic, think Travis Kelsey a little bit. I mean, Jimmy Graham runs like me. Sternberger can block. I think he's a great tight end prospect. Getting him at 75 and inserting him in this offense with Aaron Rodgers? Wow. I mean, I think really big things are in store for this young man in Green Bay. Um, Then they come back to another defensive lineman, a a talented upfield guy as well, Kingsley Kiki. I mean, this defensive front has gotten dramatically better. And the defense in general, it probably is the most improved defense in the league, right? I mean, I think Pittsburgh's in that conversation, but I think Green Bay's is vastly improved. Um, they come back with Kadar Holman, a corner from Toledo. They finish with Ty Summers from TCU. Those guys will see. They're down-the-road players. I'm sure Summers will have to make his bones on special teams. But I think Dexter Williams at 194 is an interesting guy, too. I'm really unimpressed with Jamal Williams, and I'm very much impressed with Aaron Jones. But if they'd still decide Jones is not a workhorse, and he might not be, could Williams get significant touches ahead of Williams to spell Jones? I don't think that's crazy talk. I mean, I think Williams could be a valuable guy right out of the gate for those guys in Green Bay. Good work by the Packers. The Bears, they had the lowest number of picks in the draft. They only had five, but they got Khalil Mack out of the deal. They traded up for Anthony Miller, you know, so don't feel so bad for Chicago. 
They traded up again. I mean, is that good business? I mean, I guess you can question that. When you're light on picks and you're trading up and you're giving up a next year's pick, I mean, in general, I would say that's bad business. But I do think David Montgomery is kind of a Howard-Kareem-Hunt mix. Better receiver than Howard by far. Phenomenal Hunt-like contact balance. Yard after contact monster. Really bad blocking at Iowa State. Not much in front of him on the Bears' depth chart, and they traded up. And I've said this a few times about the Montgomery fit, which I love, is I'm, I haven't seen the odds on in Vegas for Offensive Rookie of the Year, but I'm sure Kyler Murray's first, you know, of course. Um, I'm sure Josh Jacobs is high. But whatever the price tag is on Montgomery, I might put a buck down on that, you know, because he's going to catch, you know, 250, 300 yards worth of, of receptions. I bet he goes over 1,000 yards. I mean, he may be a 1,500-yard rookie that gets in the end zone a fair amount on a good offense. I love that fit. And again, some of these backs went earlier than I expected. I mean, I thought he'd go in that neighborhood, but backs were not, you know, didn't just fall like I thought they would. There's not a ton else to talk about with the Bears, but Riley Ridley enters the fray. A lot of receivers in, in Chicago, but he's a good route runner. Not nearly as explosive or fluid as his brother, but he looks like a number four receiver. I wonder if he'll help at all on special teams. He does seem like a tough-minded kid. Um, Help sure get him on the field. These other three I don't know a ton about, to be honest with you. Duke Shelby, corner from Kansas State. That was in the sixth round. Then the seventh round, another running back, Kenneth White from Florida Atlantic and Steven Denmark. A corner from Valdosta State. Uh, corner is certainly a good position late in the rounds, especially for this team to throw some darts and see what happens. Maybe if one of these two sticks, great. You know, I mean, that's about that's all you could ask for these late round picks. And you know, they're corner. They could use some depth there too, or developmental players. Uh, we still have the Lions. I'll be back here in a moment to chat about them. So Detroit takes one of my favorite players in this draft, T.J. Hawkinson. And, like, for fantasy reasons and stuff, you know, he might not light the world on fire right away. And same with Fant and kind of like I talked about Irv Smith. Tight ends, and even Sternberg, tight ends usually don't light the world on fire to begin with. But I think this is one of the top, I mean, I didn't do an overall ranks, but I bet I don't have five players ahead of Hawkinson on, on my big board if it was looking at it through, you know, Mel Todd eyes where I'm not team specific. And the Lions absolutely need this position. They signed Jesse James, but James is a two. I think Hawkinson helps the run game and the O-line. He'd be a very Stafford-friendly player. Um, the receiving core is not deep. I mean, he could be a very featured player. And, of course, the Lions are looking at things through Patriot-colored glasses. And I'm not saying he's Gronk, but he's an all you know a five-tool type of player in that mold. I read today, too. Over the last 11 year draft classes, 10 tight ends have been selected in the first round, and three of them have been by Detroit, Pettigrew, Ebron, and now Hawkinson. So I know it's different people picking it, but that's just kind of funny to me. The three of them are Lions, and hopefully this one works out much better than the other two. I love the pick. I think he's a great prospect, a great player. 
a lot of people were shocked when the Hawaii linebacker, Tavai, I'm not sure if I pronounced his name properly, at 43 comes off the board. You know, like the second round, there's a lot of brand name guys, corners, uh, guys that, you know, everyone's saying, well, he could have easily went in the first round. And then he comes off the board, but he's, again, very Patriot-like. He's a physical, versatile, could line up in a lot of different spots. They don't really have that guy, in my opinion. So I'm sure this is a Patricia-based pick. I'm going to use him in a lot of different ways. And maybe it is a little early, but so be it. Uh, Will Harris is a solid Boston College safety um, third-rounder. I'm fine with it. I, I really don't feel strongly one way or another. I think he's a quality prospect. I think their safeties could use a young guy infused in there, so great. Austin Bryant from Clemson goes with the 117th pick. They need D-end youth infused in there as well. All the pass rush they can get. This guy's not bad against the run either from what I've seen. And then Oriarie, Amani Oriarie, the, the corner from Penn State, falls all the way to the fifth round. And... What am I missing here? You know, I mean, sometimes guys just fall, but he's big. He tested well. He moved, He changes directions well. Is there an injury I don't know about? Quite possibly. Or does he rub people the wrong way? Maybe. I don't know. But on the surface, to get this prospect, he's an outside corner, but they just signed a slot. I mean, could he start right away opposite Slay? Or a year from now, being every down outside the numbers corner. I mean, the tape and what I've seen of the prospect implies that's very much the case. Maybe I'm missing something. I mean, maybe he's got a knee or something I don't know about. But nothing's come out since that I've noticed. Uh, and then they wrap up the draft with Travis Fulgham, a, a developmental wide receiver from Old Dominion. Worth the risk for sure. Ty Johnson, a running back from Maryland. The running backs are kind of crowded right now, and I still expect Carryon Johnson to really excel and take a big step forward production-wise this year and basically be the man. Uh, Isaac Nada, tight end from Georgia, who was heavily recruited, but you wouldn't really know it watching him. Uh, he's not real physical. I don't love the way he moves. I mean, but hey, it's another t- yet another. They brought in three tight ends this offseason, including a first rounder and a big, you know, pretty decent money free agent. And then P.J. Johnson's a defensive tackle from Arizona, the seventh rounder. So I apologize. I'm not all over every seventh round pick in this league. I mean, I just just don't know that these players in depth. But I'm learning more and more, as we all are. Um, Decent draft class there, for sure, for Detroit. I thought Green Bay did really, really well. I keep harping on, boy, their defense is going to be better. I think their offense will be better with scheme. And I'm not sure Rodgers was all that healthy start to finish last year too uh good line there too but the Packers D stands out I think the Vikes are still very much a contender as are the Bears I mean again Montgomery to me is a very nice addition the defense was already in place so that's a wrap folks that is the NFC North uh go back check out the NFC or AFC North as well as both Eastern divisions I have done so far uh Mark Schofield helped me with the AFC East And I might get in touch with him to help me with one of these uh, South or West teams since my Wednesday show is probably going to get screwed up with him. So thanks so much. Over and out.